Welcome to Haunt Topic Radio, the podcast for haunters by haunters. These are our scary visions. Welcome back to another episode of Haunt Topic Radio. In this episode, we talk about Christmas haunts. If if you ever wanted to turn your haunt into a Christmas haunt, if you ever wanted to attend a Christmas haunt, we're going to give you some ideas and themes and ways to create a Christmas haunt. This was recorded from one of our Haunters Toolbox Live Masterclasses. We get Dan Crawford on from Asylum X. Pete Pavia from Insanity Haunted House, and Zach Laros from Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. There's a couple, like Dan, this is his first year. The other ones have some experience doing Christmas-themed haunted houses. So a little bit of perspective of what it takes and how to get things done. Me personally, I've never created a Christmas haunt, never attended a Christmas haunt. But I know off-season events are becoming a big thing. If you own your own building, you want to utilize your space during off-season events. Christmas, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Friday the 13th, Easter. These are all options for you to utilize your space, your actors, and get some more revenue. So what better way to teach you to get somebody on that has done it? Me and Daryl Plunkett would like to remind you that we are vending at Transworld first week in February in St. Louis, Missouri. Please stop by the Scarret Badge booth and say hi and get your free gift. Mention that you heard this podcast and we might just have a little special treat just for you. We're assuming that our booth is 1443. That's where we were last year. Just keep We'll keep you updated on that if it changes. If not, just look for scare badges wherever we may be. Because everything's paid for, so we're going to be there. We want to wish you happy holidays. It's cold here in Missouri. I hope everyone's staying warm wherever you live, wherever you may be. So if you've ever wanted to do a Christmas haunt, tune in and give this a listen. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining tonight as I prepare to go live on Facebook. Um, we are talking about Christmas haunts. So if you're curious about Christmas haunts or if you've been through Christmas haunts or you have a, you're a haunt owner or a scare actor that is working at a Christmas haunt or wants to start a Christmas haunt, then you've come to the right place. Um, tonight we have Dan Crawford on from Asylum X. Pete, and I can't see your last name. What's your last name, Pete? Pavia. Pavia from Insanity Haunted House and Zach Laros from Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. So we're going to go um, through each one of these guys and they're going to tell us a little bit about their haunts, give you some tips and tricks on doing your own haunt because I'm going to ask them full of all kinds of questions because I have a whole list here of stuff to ask them. So let's, um, let's start with Dan. 
Dan, tell us a little bit about your haunt and what you do. Uh, Dan Crawford, um, we're in Fort Smith, Arkansas, uh, 223 North 10th. So that way, if you want to Google a building, it's a better image. It's 6,000 square foot uh, concrete building, nothing special. Uh, we get a good deal on it, on the rent, because it's just so it's just a cinder block building. Uh, nobody really else has a need for it like I do. So we got a great deal on rent. We'll keep it as long as we can because it's right in the middle of the city. That's our kind of our main perk is we are two blocks off the entertainment district. Good and bad. Um, it's great because we have a lot of traffic during season. Bad because we get drunks, which that's okay. I can handle those. But our big problem is the, is the homeless population. You know, that was first starting off. We had that every night. We had a problem with that. But anyway, this is our first year in this location. Um, this is our third location that we've been at. Um, our third different haunted house that we've had. And uh, it's... It's been a learning experience for sure, but we're we're making a run at it. So the um, and this is your first Christmas event. Yeah, this is this is our first year of Christmas. Um, I was I was skeptical about it at first because, like we talked about, we are in the Bible Belt, and I didn't know how people would react. We've had a we've had pretty good reactions for the most part. Um, when when Krampus starts walking down uh, Main Street at noon, it gets us a lot of looks, you know. And I've got a couple of phone calls from the city officials, uh, making sure it was my guys running around. But uh, um, it's it's it went well, and I will do it again for sure. We are profitable, which was the number one thing. Um, uh, we I was very sure to keep everything like super cheap when we started off because I didn't want it to I didn't want it to go negative, you know, and lose a lot of money just for the first year. So that's good. Oh, and I, guys, if you have any questions there, and if you don't want to talk on the microphone, you can use the chat box over to the right hand side. Um, let's go to Pete. Tell us about your haunt and what you do. So, um, Pete Pavia, um, I own Insanity Haunted House. We're in Peru, Illinois, which is about 75 miles west of Chicago. Um, our location is 10,000 square feet, but I'm in a mall, an actual inside mall. Uh, so I don't have to run into any of those issues. I have plenty of parking. Uh, my queue line is inside the mall. Weather doesn't affect me either way. Uh, we've we've done uh, Christmas every year. This is our eighth season, our fifth season in the Peru Mall. My last location, I was in uh, St. Charles, in the Charlestown Mall, uh, which was is probably 50 miles east of my location now. Um, so it was another mall, like every other mall in America. It was a dying mall, and we were the last thing in there. And they finally said, you, you got to go. So I just drove west, and that was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because I just drove west, and uh, I found the Peru Mall. That was how, that's how it worked out. And all that parking, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was uh... – See a lot seem like a lot of haunts struggle with parking. I don't know. It's just hard to it's hard to get it right. But there you got so much room to probably branch out. <laughs> every every side of me is open. I can do whatever whatever I want. Yeah. They, they actually right. love me being there in the mall because you know they see more people in October than they see the all year in the mall. Now, are you allowed to do any kind of uh advertising sponsorship out in the parking lot characters and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, whatever whatever I want. They like I said, you know, they they're they're fantastic they just they love us there um have banners all over the mall banners outside banners by the road i mean you know so and they advertise for me also um you know and i, and I have banners up all year obviously and uh so people who are coming to the mall they still see us there you know what i mean so they they know we're there right okay zach tell us about your haunt and what you do yeah so i own uh, sir henry's haunted trail here in plant city florida uh we're smack dab in the middle of uh tampa and orlando in central Florida. Uh, this is our ninth season doing this event. We're a completely outdoor event. 
So unlike Dan and uh, Pete, we're, we're totally outdoors. We have three um, separate haunted trails, I guess, get to go through. Um, we also have a couple of escape games, laser tag, um, and a big midway area at our event. Um, yeah, so, you know, being outdoors brings its own challenges, especially in Florida. It's raining a lot. Uh, but usually we've been blessed uh, with some great weather, especially for this past October season. So it's not really too much of a hindrance. Um, but we also do, this is our second season doing a, a haunted Christmas event. Um, and I, I was also a little little hesitant to do it at, at first because we used to do a, a family-friendly Christmas event separate from Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. Uh, but last year in 2021, we made the switch over uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, and started doing Sir Henry's Haunted Christmas um, all around. Uh, it's been nothing but positive uh, feedback from our guests and from the business side of things. Um, and so we're going to keep doing it uh, just as long as we can. We also do a, a Haunted Valentine's Day event, too. We started doing that before the Haunted Christmas, which I think gave us the confidence to be able to do Haunted Christmas well, too. So Yeah, so uh, the Valentine's Day thing, is that a big hit with you, your audience and stuff? Yeah, it's a, it's a very big hit. Um, like I said, that was the first off-season event we started doing. Uh, it's just a weekend pop-up thing. Um, the theme of it is Love's Revenge. Uh, so it's a great, fun time. Uh, I think a lot of people like it because it's different than going just to a dinner and a movie uh, for a date night for Valentine's Day. Right. So, yeah. yeah, who wants to go just go eat in a movie, man? I'd rather go to Haunter House anyway. Yep. I'm going to pull up some of these pictures here. Let's uh, go into... I'm stressing stressing zoom i've got live going and we're getting ready to screen share so we'll see what happens can you see that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes okay so we have asylum x dan tell us a little bit about what's going on in this picture okay so um the main purpose of christmas the main goal was cheap um i wanted to spend as little as possible in just in case you know i didn't know how i didn't know what would happen so in this picture, I have the only money I have invested in is the mask from Pumpkin Pulp um, and the costume, which I cannot remember right now, but uh, about $600 total in the Krampus costume. And we're making that back alone in just public appearances around town, people wanting him to come and do like showings and stuff. So I wanted to put more, a little bit, a little bit more in him because it's going to last a while. And they have good quality stuff and we can use it for other things. The uh, every almost every decoration that I have was free donated. And it uh, uh, it I think it looked perfect for what I was going for. There, there was a few things I wanted to do for the show that I didn't just because it would it was just a little too high out of budget. So for next year, I have, we have plans for those. But this this is is our clown room. They got turned into uh, Krampus's lair. So the uh, the clowns, if you can see behind the camera, the clowns are actually tied up with Christmas lights. Um, there's there's a video somewhere you can see them you can see them tied up. I wish I'd have sent that to you. Oh, do I, I might have a picture of it. I don't know. Did you send me a picture? I don't I don't remember if I did or not. Okay. I think the we made the promo video after I sent you videos, I believe. But yeah, this this room, it as red as it is in the picture, it's in that's how red it is in real life. And it was just a shock when you when you come in the room, it's pitch black, and um, our song plays for a few a minute 30 seconds in the lights kick on he stands up and the elves one elf comes from a bungee from the ceiling and the other elf comes around from a um a stack of presents comes running around and they start chasing around one pulls out a uh, chainsaw uh and he stands up he's probably eight foot tall with his stilts on and it's it's an amazing effect i wish i would have sent you that video <laughs> 
Well, uh, tell us a little about your theme. Is it all Krampus related? Is there a story behind it? Um, so the, the, our theme is uh, Christmas at the asylum. Um, it's the asylum's Christmas party. So every year that every year the uh, staff holds a party for the patients so they can have a little bit of Christmas Christmas cheer. And this year it was uh, taken over by Krampus. So as you start the haunted house, it's normal. You know, there's decorations like it would be at a normal hospital for Christmas time. You know, like a little paper trees hanging on the door, Christmas lights everywhere. Right. The the, far, the farther in you go, the more things start looking a little crazy. Um, Christmas lights are yanked off and kind of drugged down through the hallway. Everything is leading towards this room. So you know something's going on the farther back you go. Right. Our, our audio for the uh, for the haunted house is um, Christmas, like like vintage uh, Christmas songs, <clears throat> but it's, it's slowed and uh, kind of reverb so it sounds like a record player that's kind of been hit and it's a little off you know um yeah it's just slowed down it, a little bit and just yeah yeah exactly i do have one and, video i think you sent me and it's for for our budget and for our time we had to build i think it turned out perfect check make sure i don't have anybody waiting on me in the room okay um well let's go to the next picture oh this might be the video i don't know if you guys can hear this can you okay so that okay you can't hear the audio so that's one version where we had two staff members tied up um the audio didn't come through. Yeah, I, we I didn't hear audio on that one. No, there's okay. no there was no sound. Okay. Yeah, it was jingle boost. Yeah, it's good. It slowed down. I don't know whether the audio didn't come through. Okay. But I have this is your walkthrough, isn't it? Um or a small walkthrough. Yes, that's one of my TikToks that I made. And uh every every one of my props is authentic, either came from a hospital, a prison, or actual asylum. Um, everything's, except the, the, the actually fit dummies and stuff. But um, I, I come from a film background. So I my problem is that I know I go for realism too much. So this year I'm working with another honor. He's going to come down and help me redesign it um, to work on my throughput to get it at the time that I want and kind of turn it from like a, a hospital layout to a haunted house hospital layout, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so more... Um, so are a lot of your rooms open or are they? This one, this one is open because the first half is very interactive. Um, it's um, like when you, when you walk in this room, it's pitch black. He turns those x-ray lights on and he has you get, dig inside that body for, for his heart, which at Christmas we turn that into there's, there's Christmas trees everywhere and there's lights everywhere, but you have to dig in there and pull out a little gift. The doctor left a gift for you, but you have to dig it out of the guy's guts. Just one and person in the group or? Uh, yeah, they asked one person because we, we couldn't get more than one at a group if we tried. It, yeah. <laughs> everyone is so freaked out by reaching inside this guy's guts. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. It's and yeah. this we've had we've had so many compliments on just this room alone that it's it's worth doing again just because of that. Go to the next one. Is this one of your actors doing a photo or all those two actors there? Yeah, both, both of our actors. Um, and this this funny, this this uh lights right here are actually it's a that's one of the city things that they put on there's different city light shows put on all around there's probably 10 of them scattered around fort smith <clears throat> and this one happens to be right next to us that they put up middle of october which it's, it's hard to be scary with you know joy to the world and angels singing right beside you but um we did it and so we walked across the highway to take pictures and imagine an eight foot krampus walking across a busy road with his elves we had people stop it and just that was that was funny right there <laughs> that's when you have your postcards and you're yeah, start, there, start, there you uh, go come yeah. see us in october come see us or in christmas there's our event so that building you see with a blue light on it that yeah. is a, 
the Temple Live. That is one of the big music venues um, in our area. There's there's several big name artists and musicians and uh, comedians. They all come there. So during October, we have we are swamped just because of the business from them. Nice. Yeah. So my that road right to the left of these guys is the end of our entertainment district. Um, so we we are we are in the prime location for that. And this year was our first year going here in this in this spot. So we're still building our uh, our brand for this location. So I, I believe next year will be almost double the throughput we had for this year. Do you know what causes haunted attractions to shut down before they even get started? The top three roadblocks are lack of funding, lack of leadership, lack of resources. As a member of the Haunters Toolbox, you get instant access to the tools you need to start and grow your own haunted attraction business. To get started, become a member at HauntersToolbox.com. What's the uh, population? Uh, right at 90,000. That's pretty good. So it, it, it's good. Um, I'm just, I need to work better on my social media and my reach. That's one thing I got to give to uh, Sir Henry's. Their social media presence is amazing. I get more of their stuff than I do my own stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. It's good to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I'm loving the Christmas thing. Um, both of these two actors right here are two of my favorites because they dive into every character I give them. They'll stay two crazy elves until I say go home. Yeah, I love I love actors like that. They just they don't they don't want to converse with anybody. They're in their character the whole time, you know. Yeah. She will sit there squeezing that little rubber heart she has and holding that present until another group walks in the door. Yeah. That's a good get some some good layering. Is that a costume you uh, uh yeah, that's um actually both of these they, both of them built uh made those costumes themselves and they brought them themselves you know i was like you i will buy you costumes they was like no we, we got it we're good and both of them made them themselves he um he came his dad the one on the left his dad ran another haunted house for the boys and girls club they shut down this past year and they all merged with me so a majority of their actors just joined up with my actors and every one of them are equally as good they needed no training they were already ready to roll so he has just as much enthusiasm as he as I do. So when it comes to um, actor training, do you train them differently for the Christmas stuff, or does everybody kind of have a theme um, going on, or how's that? We we did have we had two nights of two six hour nights of training for the key actors, um, the ones who have the big parts. We we studied with them pretty hard. The ones who are kind of just like flopping around on the hospital bed. You know, we, we brought them in for an hour, say, hey, this is what you need to do for this specific scene. And then they were good to go. But these two, they have they have to switch completely for what they do for the year through October and through Christmas. So they they had a pretty strict thing. Uh, it's, it's not anywhere near. <laughs> it's not anywhere near what they have to do for uh, October training. But it did, the, it did the job for this pretty well. Kind of more of a relaxed show, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many nights you guys say you were open? Just four. Just two weekends. Okay. Is that the main Krampus there? Um, I don't know if that's me or that's the other Krampus. I filled in one. He had the flu one night, so I filled in for him for promo videos, and I believe that's me. Okay. Because he he is eight foot tall. He's he's six nine on a normal day. So when he puts the stilts on, he's massive. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that one's me. We got a leg there. Yeah. <laughs> that leg came from an, an old kicker prop, and it weighs twenty pounds. Now you just seen a bag full of children. Yeah. Well, he. I, I'm actually holding one right behind me. It has a little um, little kid's leg sticking out of it. Okay. I had, to, I had to be careful hauling that across the highway, though. Uh, 
right? And he he was our only clown we had for the Christmas one um, because the other clowns are tied up. The clowns normally run the show, and uh, he's the one. He's in, we have a we have a, a cage room, and we have the clown room. He is in the cage room, held prisoner because he was trying to fight off Krampus. Um, I, I get too far into the storyline sometimes that I that I know the customers don't really pay attention to, but I can't help thinking about it. You know, right? So, so he's- you switched up a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've realized that too. I tried to get the story of Dr. Phobia out there for seven years. And it's some people follow it. Some people don't care. You know, it's the hardcore people that really seem to know. They know the doctor. They know the nurses. They know, you know, well, where's this? If they come back year after year, they know the characters to expect. Do they really know the story? Um, a lot of them don't really care. You know, I found right. about 90% of them don't. So it's like, but I do it for me. I do it for my actors too. Cause my actors, it gives them a guide to. Yeah. So like we, we, I'm a, I have a film background and for some reason, I just have to think of every, you know, every detail that would be in this asylum. Or if this was a movie, you know, the stuff that I would point out, like, that's not right. Yeah. And uh, I wanted the clowns to have a, have a role in the Christmas show because they were in the October show, you know, so they need to be there. They're in the asylum. They just have to be dealt with because Krampus won't let them run the place. He's in charge now. Right. That's he's the doctor that pulls the guts out. He has you get involved. Um, he's he's a little dude. And he was he was he's our newest actor. And he won our most improved award this year. Um, a whole completely different character now. And he, he loves it. He's doing a great job. And she's one of our patients. We have several just um, asylum patients scattered around who are get killed or just like squirming on the bed and she's one of those right i use a lot of mine for uh do you have excess actors i know that's a hard thing to say excess actors well we had a we have we have we need um we need on on an average night 29 actors to fill every spot and some nights we have 35 show up um we have a rotating cast of about 40 you know so some nights some can't show up some nights others can so if as long as we hit our main spots filled i have the spots to put everyone else you know there i I have enough enough uh spots to fill probably 45 uh positions so like we could we could put somebody in the wheelchair by the door you know, we have a, we could put somebody in a ghillie suit in a plant, you know, around the corner. So mm-hmm. spots that if we're short one night, we don't need, we don't necessarily have to have, you know. Right. I think in a, f- a factory we had like, it was like 20 some people. That was the main roles. If we were so yep. light one night, you know, we had to have that many spots. We had all of our main roles covered. Um, but yeah, double that, triple that. Yeah. Cause we, we have all kinds of filler spaces. Yeah. That, plus we need, you know, breaks and. Uh, somebody give out drinks and somebody to go through and let people out, walk outs that, you know, when your actors be gone and security's tied up or so we have zone people for that. And yeah. It's, it's yeah. More. We have, we have um, the only position that we didn't have, um, which I cut right before we opened was um, uh, parking lot security. And that's just because our security company kept changing the price on us four or five times right before we opened. So I, I said, I'll, I'll handle it myself and save myself, you know, four or five grand. So, right. I find if you have a two or three big guys that you can afford and put security vests on them, it kind of helps. Yeah. You know, give them big flashlights and put security on them. And they, it kind of deters people because they don't really right. want to, oh, they got security, man, or chill out. So, oh, if, not as if good I as having cops on your payroll, but, you know. Got that right. <laughs> if, if I could have made TikToks about the uh, the homeless people that we had interactions with, I, I wouldn't even had to do a haunted house. I would have made profit off just those TikToks. Right. 
I'm telling you, I've, I had one of them come up and just lick my wall from top to bottom. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave out the details, but it was, that was a show on its own. I could have sold tickets to that. Nice. The, um, so what are your, what are your biggest changes when you, um, going from your haunt, normal haunt to Christmas haunt? We, we gutted two rooms. Um, the clown room we gutted and, uh, uh, the room after the video you saw, we gutted yeah. those rooms and we turned them into, um, one of them was a day room for the Christmas tree. Like there's a couch and a Christmas tree and it looks like a family living room area. So like the, a fireplace and people like, it looks like people would be sitting around opening presents in there. Right. And clown room is everything is just like piled into the corner that yeah that room it looks completely different with the black lights going and stuff like that but um i wanted to look like he just he he's trying to make a nest so everything's piled up next year my plans are to build him a throne of of gifts so he's gonna be stepping down off of like a five-foot throne um but yeah we gutted two rooms and we decorated every room like he would decorate for christmas right and change change the theme up a little bit about what the each actor is kind of doing we changed the storyline um, completely, except for two people. We have one girl. We so we have those uh, claustrophobia tunnels, mm-hmm. and one girl's job is to make sure you you don't go through the exit, the, the staff door. You go straight into the claustrophobia tunnel door. So she she stayed the same, and everyone else was switched into holiday mode. You know, they were instead of saying um, they're gonna they're gonna cut your brains out. They're saying, you know, they put mistletoe in my ears, stuff like that. Right. So um, some of them have big changes. There's a few of them that's it's kind of hard to uh, go through change. You know, like that one one guy, one guy I got, he's a clown. That's all he can be. You know, I tried to make him a doctor. He he can't grab it. If if he if he can, I'm not the one who knows how to teach him to do it. But uh, <laughs> um, he so he um, he stayed the same. He's one of the clowns that's tied up. And he's doing that job very well. Being your first year too, there's still kind of graps in it, you know, and then you only have four nights. So you have four nights just to try to figure out what your character is and who it is and what, you know, the the reaction from customers. Usually it takes middle of the haunt season for the actors to even be on point. So they're doing, you know, they're doing all this work this amount of days and see what kind of, you know, reactions the audience get from everybody. And we've, uh, so I've been kind of, I've been pretty heavily trying to get reactions from the crowd Yeah, and we've, we've had all good reviews except for one who, who was expecting Santa Claus and Krampus popped out. Not that they liked, not that they didn't, they, you know, they was offended or anything. They just was terrified of an eight foot freaking goat man with four foot horns. <laughs> I would but, be too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it was definitely fun and a good a good way to shut my brain off from October, you know, good, good transition. Right. Right. A little buffer in there. Yeah. So, uh, Pete insanity haunted house. Uh, yeah. So this is our, our twisted Christmas events. Um, like we talked about earlier, uh, year one, uh, we did, we called it jingle hell and that caused all kinds of problems for us. So we, we changed the name to, <clears throat> excuse me, to twisted Christmas. And that, uh, that seemed to calm the masses down a little bit who, uh, uh, wanted to yell at us about that. So, um, you know, insanity is what it is. You know what I mean? I don't follow a theme. I've never have since year one. I wanted something where I didn't have to follow a theme. I don't, I go to different haunts. I go to haunts all over the place. I love theming, but I, I think personally, I think guys like us and, you know, fans like us, we look for that theming, but I think the average customer coming through screaming has no idea about the theming. So it's, it's easier for me to just kind of go all over the place. So uh, my house starts as a house. You start into the garage, you make your way onto the front porch, you make your way to the living room, kitchen, dining room, bedroom, bathrooms. You do all of those. 
And then as you make your way through a corridor, it just changes to you have no idea. It's it's all over the board. That's kind of how I go with it. So uh, Christmas theming is uh, every room is Christmas. So, uh, you know, I don't get over the top with it. Uh, like we were talking about that one you posted was absolutely amazing on that light show they put in. I can't imagine putting in that light show. I'm only, I only do it two days. So I'm like, I can't imagine the work they put in for that, but um, it's, it's very well, you know, the, the fans of us, they come and they love it. They love the Christmas show. What kind of building? Oh, you're in the mall. I'm in the mall. So, yep. So the, uh, and you, so the hours are still the same, right? Correct. We do. Yeah. We do two, two nights, seven to 10. Yeah. Okay. So now during a season, we're open till 11 during normal season, but for Christmas, for the two nights, um, just seven to 10, you know, and as far as Christmas, I know uh, he was saying uh, how he got his, his Christmas stuff. <laughs> Again, we're in a mall. And when I started doing my Christmas event, I talked to the mall manager and he's like, yeah, come here. And we walked in a back room and it was like Christmas just threw up in this massive oh, man. And he goes, Take whatever you want. This is from years and years and years of decorating balls. And we're talking 30 foot candy canes. I'm like, what am I going to do with this stuff? He's like, take all that you want. Wow. So, yeah, it was just like Christmas. There. What's that? It was like Christmas. It was. It was just like, <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, every year. So I do. I just go shopping down at the end of the mall, open up the storage and take what we need. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Who's this guy? So that's one of our characters you're going to, you know, meet in the house, um, you know, beer basic, your silicone mask. But you see he's in a he's in a Christmas uh, a Santa uh, suit. And, uh, you know, these were all just basically promo pictures. You'll you'll see all these characters when you go through the house. But these were just promo pictures we were taking uh, leading up to the season. Uh, obviously, uh, if, you, if you notice the mask there, he's got one eye. So you could that, that guy comes running out. Oh, my God, I shot my eye out. You know, I mean, he's working, carrying a BB gun, you know. Oh, the Christmas story. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we kind of care. Everything is Christmas, no matter what it is. And, you know, talking about the actors and they get so creative with it. And, you know, we're an extreme event. So, you know, we we advertise, you know, 13 and up. We don't, you know, we, we don't recommend for kids. And uh, but some of the stuff that they come up with, I sit there and I hear that my actors and I just. I laugh my ass off. It's so funny. I mean, there were like, you know, ho, ho. Oh, you're definitely a ho. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was dying laughing. So funny. <laughs> is there uh so extreme? Is there touching? No touching. No, we don't touch. Okay. So more just kind of. With the language <laughs> and stuff like that, you're going to, you're going to experience, you know, we're, we're a very high startle, lots of big scares in your face stuff, you know, not a lot of interaction as far as, um, you know, like you were saying, you know, he has people reaching in his bodies. You won't have that kind of stuff like that. So we are just, we're punching in your face and moving you through the house. Yeah, I like haunts like that. I think Scarret Badges are one of the smartest things I've seen in the industry in a really long time. Scarret Badges are basically either pins or embroidered patches, uh, kind of like Merit Badges, as they are, you know, somewhat named after, from Boy Scouts and, and Girl Scouts and Brownies, and where after you've accomplished something, you can wear the brag tag of the embroidered patch. Some haunts put them on jackets, some put them on t-shirts, some put them on uh, with the pins. I've seen them put them on lanyards. But the neat thing about them is they are very specific in what they are rewarding. And they're haunt-based images that reflect what's being rewarded. It's retention, it is bringing people back, and it's actually giving your haunters, your haunt performers, the ability to share that they are haunt performers. And, oh really, you're a, you're a scare actor. 
where do you do that? And then they will insert the name of your haunt right there. So it's also marketing. I've always been a big fan of Scarret Badges. I think they're great. So check them out, scarretbadges.com. No, it is, that is not a paid advertisement. That is just my recommendation. I think it's really cool. ScottSwinson.com Just another character. Uh, this is actually uh, our clown area. So our clowns all turn into uh, elves. Um, this is actually the final room of the house. And um, it comes into the clown maze. And as they enter the clown maze, they get startled right away. And they get handed like those first snowballs. Mm-hmm. And then they make their way through the maze. And in the, when they come to the final room, which is just this big room, it's just a big open room. And there's clowns everywhere. And all the all these these elf clowns come running out and just a snowball fight ensues and everyone's got snowballs and they're all and watching it is absolutely hilarious when you're watching it on the, on the, the camera <laughs> people get into these snowballs so much. It's just those foam snowball, you know, you know what I'm talking about? They sell them. They're like a, like a stuffed animal snowball. Right. <laughs> and it's hilarious. People are just firing these snowballs and there's a snowballs flying everywhere. And, um, you know, we actually had people uh, comment this year, which was hilarious. They commented, we totally won our snowball fight. It was, they just love it. That's, that's like the final thing. That's cool. And it's also like a little stress relief thing too for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're having fun. They're having yeah. fun. So here's our Krampus, you know, just, uh, uh, trick or treat studios, Krampus. That's the actual guy. When you come in, uh, he's, he's walking around there and, uh, people get pictures with them. Things like that. So logo. I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's all us. I think it's all you sent me. I think. But so is there is a is there one main character is it based on anything or is it just like you said just twisted just everything yeah just twisted everything yeah I mean you're gonna you know in a lot of our uh, our characters we just we we keep them their character from the normal show but maybe they throw uh, an elf hat on or uh, those uh, like light up uh, necklaces and things like that you know so right you don't do any other changing. Just oh, other than every room is Christmas. I mean, you know, we throw right. Christmas lights everywhere. You know, you, the dollar store is your best friend at Christmas time. You buy all kinds of Christmas decorations, uh, those little, you know, Christmas, Merry Christmas signs, throw them everywhere and let it roll. What kind of music are you guys playing? Uh, dark Christmas music, which is hard. It's kind of a remix, but it's a, uh, you know, the Carol, the bells and all those other ones, um, you know, slow you know, uh, creepy Christmas. When you enter your, we, we have individual sounds. So we have overall sound through the house, but every room has individual sounds. Um, so for Christmas, it's kind of like uh, old music on a, an old radio playing in all, all the right. different rooms. And every room has something different, whether it's, you know, white Christmas or you're hearing Christmas in every hallway, every corridor you're going, you're hearing Christmas music. Excellent. And uh, since you got all those Christmas decorations, are you guys I guess storing those back there when you're done and then bring them back. Yeah, out. Well, some of them I might keep on hand. Um, some I put back though. I'll, I'll throw them back in the, the storage. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care that he's just like, get rid of them. He doesn't even want them anymore. <laughs> yeah. sounds like a whole lot going on over there. It's, I mean, you got the parking, you got the, yeah, yeah. The, that's good. You got the storage and the, absolutely. Well, Zach, let's go into uh, Sir Henry's. Yeah, so um, like I said, we're an outdoor event um, for off-season events. Uh, we do two out of our three haunted trails. Uh, and it just makes it a little easier on us with a turnover. Uh, we, we carry our Halloween event up into the first weekend in November. So that gives us about four weeks or so to uh, turn, turn around and set up for Christmas. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we used to do a family-friendly Christmas thing. So when we started doing the haunted Christmas at made it easy because we had all these Christmas decorations and lights that we can now use uh, for a haunted Christmas. So we kind of had a, a jump start with that. 
Um, last year was our first year doing it, like I said, um, and, and we just kind of, we didn't stick to any kind of, you know, guidelines or anything. We just wanted to have fun with what we were doing. And we just created some crazy cool characters, went off the wall with it. Um, we created, you know, psychotic elves. Uh, and I feel like psychotic elves are just kind of similar to psychotic clowns during Halloween, which makes it a lot of fun for the actors. Um, so we introduced that last year, you know, weird, creepy snowman, of course, Krampus. Um, and so this year, uh, one of our trails is called Sleigh Bells, and the other one is Krampus Knot. Um, and it's pretty much how it sounds. Krampus Knot is um, uh, basically takes you through our haunted mansion um, theme trail. And it's all about this family of spoiled brat kids. Uh, getting what that is they deserve when the Krampus comes to visit their house. Uh, and so you'll see some intense, crazy stuff in there. Uh, one of the bedroom scenes has um, one of our Krampus characters um, like whipping, you know, it's not really whipping, but like whipping one of these kids with uh, birch sticks and stuff. Uh, I think I watched one guest go in there and, <laughs> and they the look on their face was just shock and terror uh, <laughs> of what was happening in this scene. Um, and it's cool because we in, this, in that trail specifically, we have like five Krampuses, I think. Um, so they're they're all all over this trail and it's very tight. And they're coming at you and it's in your face and it's intense. Um, and like everybody else has said, you know, we're throwing Christmas lights up everywhere. And then on our other trail, Sleigh Bells, um, it kind of follows what's happened at the North Pole, kind of once everybody has stopped believing in Santa Claus. Uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus are depressed. They hate life. And the elves kind of take it the other way. And they're just filled with rage and anger, uh, kind of like what you see in this picture. One of the elves is taking uh, their rage and anger out on those who are coming through the trail. And it's not just elves and Santa Claus in this trail. You're going to see a couple other things. Um, we have a, a Jack Fra evil Jack Frost character. Uh, we have like the symbol monkey from the Grinch and other, other movies um, that'll pop out randomly in this trail. Um, one of the kind of funnier things we did too is uh, we played off the song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. There, there you can see the symbol monkey. Uh, just a fun, crazy, but creepy character. Um, but we, like I was saying, we played off the Grandma Got Run Over by the Reindeer song, and we have a grandma-style character and a reindeer who is basically chasing her throughout this whole trail um, in a very violent way. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. This picture is actually our original trio of elves that we featured in our mid midway area for 2021. Um, and they were a big inspiration for doing a whole trail built around chaotic elves like we did this year. Um, and, and like Pete was saying, the interaction that some of these guys have uh, with, with the actor or the guests um, is just so funny. Uh, the elf in the front does like this little New York kind of accent and, and ridicules a lot of the guests. Uh, he's in our workshop scene. Uh, and the other two have their own very distinct individual personalities. That's just crazy and psychotic. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Do you let the actors come up with their own or do you kind of help guide it, it, them? It depends. Um, we we kind of have a, a, a tier for our actors. So we, we have like lead roles, like or like this is what these guys are doing. We kind of give them a direction and let them fill in the blanks. Uh, but with some of our, you know, younger actors, less experienced actors, we, we kind of spell it out for them. Um, but the cool thing we try to allow everybody to do is have their own creative input into each character 
and to their scare as well. So the, uh, the costumes, you keep the same costumes each year and just recycle and add to them. And yeah, um, largely. Yes. Um, there's a couple characters who haven't really changed, um, with, with doing, uh, a whole North pole full of elves. Um, we, we added a lot of elf costumes. I got a shout out, um, Courtney McIntyre from studio 1031 concepts for helping us out with that. Um, they, there are some awesome costumes to check his stuff out. Uh, but these guys, they, they kept their costumes pretty much the same. I know they tweaked some of their things like their hair, their makeup, or even some of the accessories and props that they have with them. Uh, but we always try to keep it fresh. Um, we are very story driven and, and theme driven haunt. Uh, but no matter the event, um, we try try our hardest to, to make everything brand new and, and fresh, especially with the stories for our guests. So when you're uh, marketing an event for December, when do you guys start? Do you have stuff in October kind of highlighting the event or do you just start? Yeah, at the event specifically, we you know we have some, you know, flyers and posters. Hey, check out our off-season events, Valentine's and Christmas. Uh, we don't really start the push until second week in November. Uh, like to give myself at least a month uh, of good solid advertising to, to drive it home. Uh, and we do all the traditional stuff, the Facebook advertising, the YouTube, uh, billboard, flyers, all that good stuff. Yeah, this is our, our Jack Frost character. Uh, it's cool this year because the trail that this is in, we actually bulldozed it at the beginning of this year, so in February, and uh, rebuilt it all. And during the rebuild, one of the things I did was pour a a slab of concrete like a big sidewalk uh, and he's actually a slider uh, because like i said we're all outdoors it's just dirt and grass so having that sidewalk in there and having a slider character is something uh, brand new our, our guests got to experience this year that'd be scary <laughs> and then this is our main crampus uh this crampus is in our midway area pretty much all night uh guests can take pictures with him uh, throughout the night what else is in your midway area yeah, so that's that's where we have our two escape rooms, laser tag, axe throwing, and some concessions. But we also have, I think for Christmas, we have nine uh, roaming scare actors. Uh, we have Krampus. We have like an alternative Santa Mrs. Claus. They're, um, they're basically drunk, smoking cigars, and doing <laughs> tattoos uh, <laughs> in a weird, weird way. Uh, we have like dead Victorian carolers. Uh, we have this kind of grungy snowman we call frosty um he he's a character a uh, couple you know undead looking toys i want to we have a toy soldier on stilts uh, with a chainsaw so that's that's really cool and of course our main character sir henry as well so everything's based on sir henry for people that yeah it's um so sir henry is our is our icon character um every every story is built around him in some way in in his universe um you know christmas not we we don't we don't put so much focus on doing it you know we're, we're having fun uh as unlike halloween where you know everything is directly tied back into sir henry but it's still in the same universe as everything we do so and like i said this is our our weirdo snowman frosty uh he's just out there having a good time he's the um, kind of cousin eddie of, of frosty as we kind of spin it it's like his brooms on got melted or something yeah you get a little too close to a cigarette i think yeah <laughs> and these are the undead uh carolers i was mentioning they have their mouths sewn shut with ribbon uh these are brand new for uh, these characters brand new for 
2022 for our Christmas thing. And uh, they've been a big hit with all of our, our guests and fans. So definitely think we're going to bring, bring them back for next haunted Christmas. So they don't talk. No, they don't do anything at all. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Do they glow under blacklight? Um, I don't know. Cause I don't think we have any actual blacklights <laughs> yeah. for haunted Christmas. <laughs> guess no sound, but we'll, uh, Watch the video. Yeah, you can see the uh, sidewalk there. A lot of these sets are, are what we rebuilt for 2022. I think the quality was better when you sent it to me. So it's probably just... Yeah. And the music behind that was the... I forget what sound, what carol that was, but... Yeah, I think it was the uh, Krampus Carol of the Bells version. Yeah. And a lot of our, our, our music in our Midway area is kind of like what everybody else is saying. You know, the darker twisted christmas music but once you're in the trails um it's more atmospheric so you'll have uh, creepy jingle bells uh, creepy krampus noises um and, and other various sign of sound effects uh based on what scene you're in right so, so how do so do you see return customers coming to the events do you see new people oh yeah um We've noticed just in the past year that during October, people are already looking forward to haunted Christmas. Or, oh, you can't wait to see you during December for your haunted Christmas. And then they're they're talking about uh, haunted Valentine's Day now. So um, it's definitely become like a cult following amongst our fans, which is awesome. Uh, and I think that's one of the great benefits of doing a haunted Christmas event or any other off-season event is it continues to keep the brand relevant um, because we are a seasonal event. Uh, so instead of just being open in the month of October, you know, for six weekends, now we're open for seven, eight plus weekends a year, almost doubling our, our time open. Right. And how big is your population there? It's, it's tough to say. So we're in Plant City. Uh, Plant City, I think, has like, eh, I don't know, 70,000 people. But, you know, uh, 30 minutes away is, is Tampa. And, and I couldn't tell you how many millions of people are there. And same with Orlando. So we, we're definitely in a, a sweet spot, so to speak. Um, it makes it challenging during during October because we do sit between, you know, Horror Nights and, and Hallow Screen. Um, so then they draw a lot of attention with their their markets. Um, but, you know, for almost 10 years now, we've, we've been doing this. And I think we've finally uh, made our staple as, as more and more people are discovering us uh, and seeing you know, what we have to offer. Right. What's cool that you guys are different. Audience, I asked Pete, how big is your market there? Uh, so we're situated near the Quad City. So the, the city of Peru is about 10,000, but then you have LaSalle on one side, which is 10,000. You have, you know, uh, Oglesby, which is 9,000. Ottawa is 10,000. We're just surrounded by, you know, the metropolitan area like that. Right. But so it, again, it, it's just me. Yeah. I mean, so w- within 30 miles, there's a couple little like local charity haunts, but nothing like what we do there. So it's just, you know, um, you know, we're not trying to compete with, you know, right. Universal or someone like that. I, I can't even imagine. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we have, uh, we're in a, population of 12,000 but we have people that are traveling from like columbia missouri it's the biggest town here they'll travel from columbia jeff city which is the capital but then we got people coming out of state too so people that are i've noticed more over the years that people make weekends trips that they'll come out and just explore all kinds of haunted attractions so if you got always think it's better to have more haunts around you because then the people are hitting you know they're making a weekend of it they're coming out and doing Friday and Saturday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights and stay in the weekend and then headed back out. So, which is 
which is pretty good. Uh, someone had, they used to do this back in my area, but there was like a, it was like a fear guide and they were, they were set at the gas stations and they would have like a map of the haunts and all the haunts would get together and they would make, they had like five or six different attractions inside that. So I guess all the attractions would go to it and they would all chip in and um, make this fear guide. So uh, I've always thought about doing that with people in their local area, even if it was, you know, two hour radius or something, getting everybody together and doing something like that. But what kind of marketing, uh, Pete, do you do for your, uh, you know, we're big on social media, you know, yeah. the Facebooks, the Instagrams, uh, me and a couple of the other haunt owners we're talking this year, you know, the, the Facebook is not what it used to be anymore. You know what I mean? Now we're starting to get into the TikToks and things like that. That's, that seems to have bigger draws than, than the Facebook, um, you know, but still we do the same, you know, just big word of mouth. We are the staple. You know what I mean? That's a nice thing, you know, talking about, it's just us. When people want to haunt, it's us. Everyone right. knows that they're going to go to the mall. That's where the haunt is at. Um, year after year, we're always there. And uh, so that's the nice thing about that. Yeah. It's good. We concentrate a lot on our, on our, our social media stuff, but I try to, I try to just, I don't, um, when I do all of my marketing, I do it to my area. You know, I do like a 40 mile radius around the mall and that's it. I don't push from there. Cause I, I'm drawing. If you do a 40 mile radius from my, you're looking at, you know, 200,000 people. It's a hitting in that area there. So I'm not, you know, um, I, I see ads from, you know, Sir Henry. I see, I see those. I'm like, my goodness, he's how much marketing are you spending? I'm seeing him mm-hmm. in Illinois. I'm seeing them, you know, so. Yeah, come on down. You're coming to Florida. Come on <laughs> right, down. Right, right. I've actually sent, there was New York. New York kept popping up on mine and I, I sent him a message. I'm like, you sure you're, you set your analytics right? And he's like, oh no, it's all jacked up. Oh, sorry, thanks. So he was, mm-hmm. he was trying to do a radius and it was just broadcasting it through the United States. Well, that, that, no, I do a lot of Facebook, you know, where you push it to Instagram and sometimes the thing is finicky and you're not, you're trying to do stuff on your phone because I'm controlling, you know, I'm kind of managing my marketing too. And sometimes it's like, I think I've, I've set it all right and I'll push save and then I have to go back and it's not saved the right way. So I've lost money that way before. I'm like, the ad was running and by the time I caught it, I'd already spent money i'm like what the heck so i had to yeah. go back and redo it um but yeah, the moment you start getting those hey where are you located messages you know something is best messed up because i look at them like you're in massachusetts why are you seeing this ad yeah and then i write my ads i'm like i put mexico missouri <laughs> right. on it. Our, you know this is our seventh year so um dan what kind of marketing do you do <clears throat> i do um i'm pretty heavy social media as well um i'm already on it for my uh day job so when I'm doing my social media for real estate, I also do my social media for the haunted house. I have a pretty pretty set schedule for both. Um, I am switching pretty hard to TikTok right now. I just I'm having a hard time connecting to it. I feel like it's just like you know a bunch of kids dancing and stuff. So it's hard for me to do that. You know, make the switch in my head. <clears throat> I guess I'm getting old or something. But I lean I lean pretty heavy on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, I did YouTube for a while. I didn't get as much traction out of it as I wish I would have. Um, with this coming year, I'm, I'm uh, leaning on TikTok pretty heavily. Um, TikTok and YouTube pretty heavily. So, seems like the best thing for TikTok is those short, you know, someone getting scared or someone getting falling down. Or uh, I've seen those makeup videos where you have an actor and they change their face and their face changes and um, makeup, you know, makeup videos. You know, like quick, short stuff is like people want to see. Um, mm-hmm. We've never experienced with it either. I'm just whatever comes across my feed. That's what gets my attention. So I try to re- 
reverse engineer things. I'm like, how's this thing working? Because you know you're scrolling, you're doom scrolling. So it's like, how they how they capture my attention? So then mm-hmm. I try to dissect that video. I'm like, oh well, that's that's why it's just like that that quick dopamine hit. You want to see the next one? You want to see the next scare? The next the next person falling down or um your actors? You know your Q and I, your Q line actors doing thing. Your big Krampus guy would have been awesome on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I recommended my brother do because his daughter's about sixteen and she's all in TikTok. I was like, well, she already, she knows how to do these things. You know, give her some control, some you know, some boundaries. Let her experiment with it and see. Create your own um, TikTok account and then kind of go kind of help her or someone on your staff or whatever. Um, but yeah, because I everyone I've been talking to, TikTok, 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 TikTok. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to market on TikTok. You know, Facebook, I mean, I know how to do that. Instagram, I know how to do that. Um, YouTube, I haven't experimented with yet, but I know they say that if you get a good video ad on YouTube and run it the right way, you can make a lot of ROI. So um, anyone else use YouTube? Any of you guys? Yeah, I've done it a little bit. Um, You know, it it is kind of weird. You do have to kind of hit the nail on the head to, to I feel like get a good return on. Um, I think we've done it in the past three or four years. I think it does help, but um, I, you know, I think it's an area we could also do better in um, seeing a, a, a more efficient ROI. Yeah. So thank hey, you. Zach, Go ahead. Uh, Zach, sorry to interrupt. Where'd you get that, uh, that uh, Jack Frost mask at? Uh, that is a Fright Bros FX mask. I love uh, that mask. Yeah, it's it's a cool mask and it's very comfortable too. That's the key. We've bought so many masks that actors won't wear. So yeah. or they'll wear for a little bit and they'll be like, well, I, sometimes it'll be 85 degrees, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm sure Florida's probably the same way though, right? Yeah, it's if we get very hot, especially during October, it's it can be brutal. <laughs> so I gotta have stuff that's comfortable for the actors. So what are your uh what are some pros and cons of an outdoor trail? do you think um you know just like with anything you've got your pros and cons um i think it allows us to it's easier for us to immerse the guests in a uh, unsettling kind of way because they're walking straight through the woods um and a a lot of a lot of our trail um you know it's tough trying to do a, a haunted mansion style um trail because we are outdoors so all the elements in a house we have to then create and build and there's we have limitations just like everybody else on on things um but i I think one of the biggest pros is is the environment the organic nature it sets up of especially during october of oh this is creepy i'm in the middle of the woods and the the lighting and the sound and oh my god there's a guy coming out of the woods with a chainsaw at me you know um and building because we spend pretty much from you know march to the end of september building uh and 90 percent of the time here is just hot as hell um so that can be brutal and then the thunderstorms and everything else you know it's not as controlled environment as as an indoor space is but at the same time um i do love it um and i do love the atmosphere and environment we've created with our outdoor space you have a lot more room to expand yeah so we have like roughly nine and a half acres here um we have more room to expand uh because we spent the past two or three years kind of reworking a lot of our infrastructure and making things more efficient and economical um we are hoping to add another uh attraction here soon within the next year or so um our biggest 
um, constriction right now is our parking lot. And I think we use like probably f- close to four acres for parking, but um, it's to the point now that we, we need to start looking f- for additional um, space for that too, just because uh, we're, we're selling out so many nights now in October. And you guys use time ticketing? We do use time ticketing. Yeah, we made that switch during COVID uh, and worked out great and haven't looked back. Because uh, it basically took everybody that was showing up at 8, 8.30 and spread them out throughout the night. Uh, so it works out great for us. So which might have helped your parking a little bit, but... It did. It did for sure. Yeah. So how do you want to expand the parking? You're going to do like off-site parking and shuttles or... That's probably the most realistic thing. Um, it's it's not an immediate need, but we will have to address it probably in the next two to three years. Um, but one of the things we are considering is off-site and shuttling. Um, and there's there's options around us, but it's just something we have to figure out. Right. Well, it's always, it gives you an opportunity to uh, entertain as the buses are going back and forth. You can do, you know, storyline or you can do videos on the bus or storyline audio. Exactly. Piping over the speakers and or have an actor on the on the bus on the way there right yeah it's just yeah it's that's one of the biggest things people as you grow parking becomes a nuisance we're we need uh luckily everyone we kind of start stage cars to help people know where they're parking so it's still it's people blocking exits going the wrong way it's just like what the there's clear signs right here people You guys move to a mall, you won't have that problem. Yeah. yeah. So why don't everybody just get a mall? 10,000 parking spots, all you need. <laughs> Got all kinds of storage. People go home at night. Exactly. I mean, Whatever like, you need, sir. Right. The um um see, going back to my list. You guys have any questions for each other that you might want to know more about? Oh, I was gonna say uh, insurance. What kind of do you guys keep coverage all year long, or do you as you start your Christmas event? You just say, no, we're going to be open four nights. We need extra insurance for four nights. And then how's that work? Um, so we are we are technically a uh, temporary business license. We get six months a year, um, which means we get away with a lot more stuff. Um, fire marshal wise, the one thing he, they, they were both the, the owner of the building and the fire marshal was pretty strict on was the type of insurance I have to have, which I don't really know why the fire marshal cared about that. But if he's happy, then I'm happy. Um, so we, we carry business, we carry insurance all year long on the business and on customers and on actors. So it was pricey for sure. Um, but I'm, it's a lot more comfortable knowing that we have that in the long run. So I'm okay with that. Right. Does that cover like, uh, so if actors come and help build or if they're in a parade or something like that, they're all kind of covered under the same policy. It, It pretty much covers, um, everything that, uh, anything, any, anybody who helps me with anything haunted house related, they're covered, which is a big step up from my heart first haunted house where my sister broke her ankle. And I said, you say a word about Sue and you're going to end up in a ditch somewhere. So <laughs> yeah, it's good to have that insurance policy. Yeah, it is. Pete, what do you do for insurance? Uh, we have just basically a general liability insurance. Um, yeah. and then we had to have a separate policy that the mall wanted that covered them specifically as the property owners. Um, so we did it that way. And it, it was, it's two separate policies, but it was, it was kind of weird the way they had to write it because we're not open. Yeah. You know I mean, we're not open for the other 11 months. So they, I think they wrote it as like Halloween store or something. So they gave it a, you know, some meat and potatoes there to cover them all. Right. Or it was like Halloween store and haunt consulting for or something like that. Came <laughs> but they were happy. The mall's like, that's all we needed. I said, okay, whatever you need. <laughs> 
Hey, as long as everybody's happy, that's, that's exactly. what matters. Yeah. Zach, how about you? Yeah, so we have uh, insurance on our property, and then we do event insurance for each event we do. Um, just what we've always done, pretty easy and straightforward for us. So yeah, yeah, we got a uh, special event insurance. I think it is for we're only we're only open eleven nights. So, but we had you know regular liability insurance for the rest of the year, but during operations. And I was noticing I'm getting pickier about I don't know. Uh, we've used Fraser Insurance a few times um but so like live animals or moving floors or animatronics moving pistons you know things that move um fire spinners i know some fire spinners have like their own insurance um especially if you contract them in they come and entertain they have their own insurance and stuff so i got a lot of questions we had a good uh webinar with craig uh watt that did um insurance and he's an insurance guy and he was like this is what you want to do and this is what you don't want to do like <laughs> so there's a there's a video out there on that um so feedback from your actors what do your actors think about the christmas events are they digging it they they like it better than halloween or or what um well uh it was harder to get actors for the christmas that's for sure most most of our people were had trips or christmas or events planned already so we had to pull in some of the people that we didn't use very often to the to uh, october the ones that are the ones that work love it um a little upset that we're you know we have two more nights than we're done for till we start building again you know for next season but uh for the most part everybody loved it they're cold because we're in a cold warehouse but i think that's our negative no heat. Pete, your actors liking it? Yeah, they they enjoyed it. You know, this is, we did it last weekend. We had, we did it Friday and Saturday last week. Usually we do it this upcoming weekend, but we 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 took a chance this year. And I was like, um, you know, people have Christmas parties, and we're getting real close to the holiday. Um, you know, people are out of town, things like that. So we we did it last weekend, and we didn't really see as far as numbers went a, a big a big difference. Um, Friday was kind of slow, but then Saturday, you know, they showed up. The people, <laughs> they were there. So, uh, but the actors love it. Yeah, you know I mean, and then it's kind of just the, you know, now we have that lull until you know the Easter casket, and then uh, once Easter casket shuts down, that's it. Then we start tearing down and you know rebuilding for next year. When you do the Easter one, is it like right before Easter, the week of, or? Yeah, I haven't even looked at the date this year. It's it's actually the Saturday before Easter Sunday, whatever that Saturday is. Okay. One night. Zach, what do your actors think? Oh, they love it. Um, it's definitely a lot more or a lot less stressful, I think, for them, a lot less pressure than, you know, a regular October event. Uh, but they also get the opportunity, like I was saying, to, to be more creative and to just kind of go crazy and go ham because of the nature of the characters and the event. Um, and it's a great opportunity for a lot of them to kind of showcase, uh, especially the, the newer ones, to showcase their uh, skills and abilities um, and how we can see that and use that going forward. Uh, for our next event uh, so that's a great opportunity for them right it's almost like a little training exercise for for the few weeks or a couple of nights four nights five six nights whatever you're open you know that's uh exactly um anybody out there that's listening they if you want to ask a question you can type it in the chat box or you can get on the mic and ask it um it's 8 40 we're going to wrap up shortly um so for people that want to convert their haunts into christmas haunts what's some advice what some things you wish you would have known before you started um keep it cheap uh, unless unless you've been doing it a while like like they have um keep it cheap so that way if if something happens you don't flop out you know you don't lose a lot of money for no reason um get the people's giving away free stuff all the time on facebook ask for it 
you know, I have more Christmas trees than I'll ever want in my life right now. Um, invest in a couple of good staples for advertising. Like I think my mask, it was $380 and it's one of my main advertising pieces and I love it. You know, I'll keep it for as long as I can. Um, and just don't overestimate what you can do in the amount of time you can, you, you have, you know, we had, I think we had four weeks from the shutdown to for October until we had opened for this. And my plans that I had were drastically bigger than I were able to get done. We were able to get done. So just plan your time and plan your budget. Well, hey. um, yeah, I mean, he, he touched on some good things there. You know, we started two weeks prior to this event, just started, you know, pulling Christmas stuff out and tacking it up and, uh, yeah, and just rolling with it, you know. So, uh, you know, one of the things we were, you guys were talking about earlier, as far as the uh, advertising and social media, in my Q line, I have everything, all the signage up on my Q line, banners hanging down. Follow us on TikTok, follow us on Snapchat, and and that stuff just starts blowing up uh, during the season. So that's something for you guys to, to jump on that too. You use QR codes by chance? On uh, my on my online ticketing, I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I know some people are either they have QR codes for the rules or for like a video or something or to buy tickets, Yeah, you know, buy tickets, grab that information <laughs> and, yeah, you right. and you can send out emails all year. Technology tell you, Zach, what are some tips you want to give somebody that wants to open up a Christmas haunt? Yeah. I think what the guys have said has been, you know, perfect and uh, definitely keep, you know, budget and scope of work in mind too. I would just uh, add on to that. Um, you know, be mindful of, of how you, you advertise them. And Pete mentioned the, the issues that they had in the very beginning. Um, but, you know, ours is, is very in line with what our brand is. And it's just kind of an extension of our brand. Uh, but we also wanted to make sure that there wasn't any confusion because, like I said, we, we did the traditional Christmas before uh, that people see the word Christmas or something and they think, oh, well, it's Christmas lights. Um, so that was that was one of the important things with us too. We wanted to make sure that there was no confusion as a hey, no, this is a, a intense in your face, scary haunted Christmas event. It's not family friendly. So I would say just be mindful of those aspects for for advertising and marketing your event. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And I know Pete was talking about his first time doing it. What what was going on with your first time? Yeah, the first it was our, actually our first year in business. We did. I'm like, you know what? Let's just. No one's doing Christmas at the time. I'm like, let's just do a Christmas, and uh, we called it Jingle Hell. And I mean, it hit. <laughs> it, it hit so fast that these church these churches were parked outside the mall we were in, and Bible verses, and they were you know just yelling at people walking in, and you know that uh, the pray for us inside, and sending us nasty emails, and uh, the mall's like, you can't do it. And it was so terrible because I had bought banners and everything with his name all over it. And the mall's like, take it all down. So mm. it kind of just crushed it. it. It literally just crushed that event. We had a handful of customers. You know what I mean? So uh, once we changed it to the Twisted Christmas, um, there's been no no issues. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, that may be misinterpreted uh, by some people. Um, you know, getting your brand right, getting your theming right, getting your marketing right. So people know, don't show up with your, you know, your four-year-olds and <laughs> yeah, you Especially don't like Christmas. it. Yeah, we advertise that this. You know, the Christmas show is not recommended for kids. I mean, our show isn't in general, but especially that when we put it right on our ads, do not bring young ones to this this event. Right. You know, when you see Santa Claus with you know the Satan symbol on his belly coming running at you, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> smoking a cigar. Well, yeah, it's not. What we want. I think it's because it's such a new thing. I mean, I know the Christmas haunts haven't been around a whole long time, so it's like people are still kind of catching on to the. Oh, this is a scary Christmas event. Okay, I got you. Yeah. We'll have to come back later with uh, without the kids. 
Well, I want to appreciate you guys on here tonight. Um, I know uh, some of you got Christmas events coming up. So can you, if you want to plug anything, you want to plug your haunt, you want to plug in Christmas events coming up, any kind of extra events coming up where people can find you, uh, starting with Dan. We are uh, open tomorrow and Saturday, our last weekend. Um, we're shooting for 6 to midnight, but from, from 10 to 12, dies out pretty good. So um, 6 to 10, most likely. Um, you can add me on TikTok, Asylum X Haunted House. Facebook and Instagram for the same things. Um, I do I do walkthroughs occasionally. So if if you would like to see, I also have a YouTube channel um, that I started to help new new haunters for building haunted houses on a budget. So if you would like to follow me there, Shady Slaughter's Productions. Um, I have 15, 20 videos on how to do it and how to get around city stuff and the rules of um, fire marshal stuff like that. So um, Christmas at the asylum tomorrow and Saturday, six to midnight. And what were you located at again? Fort Smith, Arkansas. Okay, and Pete. Uh, so we're done for the season as far as Christmas is. That's it. We're done with it. it was last weekend, but uh, you can follow us TikTok, all these at Insanity Haunted House, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. But uh, we'll be back around in April for the Easter casket. So you want to come find some rotten eggs? You know where to find us. <laughs> Room all, plenty of parking. Yes, Zach. Yeah. So we got our last three nights of our haunted Christmas this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, six thirty to ten thirty. Friday and Saturday, six thirty to nine thirty. Uh, on Sunday tickets you can get at our website sirhenryshauntedtrail.com um, and then right after Christmas and uh, right before Valentine's Day we'll do our one weekend haunted Valentine's Day event uh, so yeah come check us out if you're in the central Florida area like I said we're in Plant City we're right on I-4 we literally sit on the inter- interstate so it's a very easy location to access and Pete what was your location again Did you say uh, Peru Illinois okay you'd be the closest one I can get to so <laughs> come on down <laughs> all right guys we'll appreciate your time um once again uh this was silent mix and sanity haunted house and sir henry's haunted trail and if you guys want to catch monthly webinars like this we have these live for our haunt mr haunt master members at hauntertoolbox.com sign up to be a haunt master member and you'll get to one of these once a month we do teachings we do hangouts we do pre-season shows after season shows everything you need to know to start and grow a haunted house so Thank you guys for showing up. Thanks for everybody in the chat. And uh, maybe we'll have to do an Easter. Uh, <laughs> see, Dan and uh, Pete or uh, Zach, can you start doing the Easter now? So, yeah, it's worth it. Out. <laughs> bus- business license into December. I'll hang it up for a while. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm signing off. Yeah. All right. All right. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks, everybody. This podcast episode sponsored by Scarlet Badges. Get your Scare Badges at ScareBadges.com. Also sponsored by Haunter's Toolbox. Take your haunt to the next level at Haunter'sToolbox.com. Thank you for listening to Haunt Topic Radio. Please leave a comment wherever you found this podcast. Each comment you leave will help spread the word to other haunters around the world. See you next time.